I'm Caleb, and this is the Air of Grievances podcast. So, here's a story. Got a lot of great interviews lined up for you guys. Some really good interviews. I don't want to tease them out too much right now. I'd like to leave a little bit to the imagination, but I've got some great interviews lined up. At the moment, I'm going to be honest with you guys, none of them are in the can yet. So, we're going to listen to something that has been preoccupying my time. It's been taking up a lot of my energy. Uh, The other podcasts that I've been working on. First up... This is a new podcast that is affiliated directly with Revolution Church. This is Revolution Church Afterglow, which, like I said, is a new podcast. Um, We're now recording the discussions that we have every Sunday after Revolution Church with Jay Baker. And this is um, one of the most recent ones. This is from Jay's Talk on Revolution Church podcast entitled Death, Resurrection, and Doubt. And so this is the discussion that we as a church had afterwards, after that sermon. So enjoy this, and definitely, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and recommend that you do maybe pause this and take the time to listen to Jay's sermon, which is is pretty brief, it's not super long, it's not like an hour-long podcast or anything, but go to Revolution Church on iTunes Podcasts, and you'll find uh, Revolution Church Minnesota in Minneapolis. And you can listen to his talk before you hear our discussion reacting to that talk. Click pause, listen to Jay, come back to this, or just go straight to Revolution Church Afterglow if you don't want to hear my outro, which is, in the long run, absolutely fine. Here we go. convince you for about two months to do it, so I guess I'll take responsibility. Six years. Six years. Well, I'll say something. Oh. As usual. Um, There's a verse in the Bible where Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And at a time when I was really struggling to believe 
and particularly to believe that Christ could care about me personally, it was like I didn't have the mental and emotional infrastructure to be able to believe. And at one point, my doctor said to me, you know, women who have a history similar to yours have a really difficult time believing, you know, having, maintaining a religious faith. And I realized that it wasn't my fault, that neurologically, I didn't have the ability to believe. But what helped me was that Jesus said, when he asked that question, will he find faith on earth, I don't think it was a condemnation. I think it was an acknowledgement that we're such complex creatures and that he understands our struggles and he understands those dark places where we want to believe, but we at some points can't. But he's still with us. Say Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I don't get the Holy Spirit part most of the time. What is Holy Spirit? Is it like within us? It is part of us, or we are the Holy Spirit, or you know? The Holy Spirit's the one that uh, strong, weird one to deal with. But uh, Jesus was saying, when I leave, I'm going to leave you with a uh, a helper, a helper. Helper was to be the Holy Spirit. Um, for some reason, I always think of Jiminy Cricket. You know, moral compass, the Helper. It's a tough one to deal with because you know that old Trinity thing is really born out of the Book of John, and so it's really strange because Christianity didn't want to be a what is it? They wanted to say a single God. Monotheism. What is it when you're not monotheist? Poly. Yeah, polytheist. They did not want to be <laughs> polytheists, so that was the big, the big or thing with tritheists. Yeah, it was Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Yeah. yeah. So it's all one, but it's really confusing. You are correct. Yeah. I personally in am in that camp that you alluded to of people who wrestle with the resurrection and if I had to like I guess it depends on how you define belief but as far as belief goes I don't believe in a physical resurrection unless some lightning bolt hit the tomb electrified Christ brought him back to life like Frankenstein yeah like Frankenstein like I don't get it God invented science God operates within the laws of science. I mean, it's like the ascension. You know what I mean? It's like, so this dude floated up into the sky, got, what, burned up in the atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't get it. But I can't pull my... Like you said, with, with faith, like, I guess there's an ounce of faith in me. Like with Thomas, he said, well, if I see it... I'll believe it. He didn't say I'm not going to believe it no matter what. Yeah. You know, he said if if I if I see it, if I put my hand in his side, I'm on board. And that's how I feel. It's like, dude, this stuff doesn't make sense. But. But you keep coming back. But I keep coming back, and I love Christ, and I 
I want, you know, I want to believe that stuff. I want to believe the supernatural. Um, I don't know. It's just miracles and the ascension and the resurrection. I just, I was indoctrinated as a kid to, like, this is fact. And so now deconstructing, it's like, what are we talking about here, guys, you know? I, I don't know, it's just... I, I'm, I'm Thomas, I guess. Yeah, that's one of the things uh, we've been talking is if Jesus had all those powers, why did he have to die, you know? Like, he could have just, like, helped people with those powers. He didn't have to die. Mm-hmm. Well... I think Jesus had to die because the government wanted him dead. Yeah. And I don't think he... I think Christ was nonviolent. And I don't think Christ wanted to call down hellfire and brimstone against the the Roman Empire. Because I think Jesus was trying to show us a different way of what the Messiah was. Because they wanted the Messiah to come in and overthrow the government. That's what they really thought. And Jesus is like, no, you don't know what you're asking of. You don't know what you're talking about. The Messiah comes in a different way. And so I think that's why Jesus died. I don't think, I have an issue with atonement theory, so I don't believe Jesus necessarily had to die because I don't think God needs anything. But I think God, Jesus had to die because of the words he said, because of the government, because he you know, was claiming to be the son of God. You know, he was stirring up commotion and... Uh, so they crucified him as a as somebody who was just causing trouble. You know, stirring trouble amongst the religious leaders, much Jews and and, and and the Romans. Does that make more sense? Does that make any sense? Well the thing that we were talking about was like we were listening to a church service on Good Friday that was talking about how <clears throat> Jesus' suffering is sort of like the ultimate example of like innocent suffering. And which I agree with, but um, but they're kind of talking about like I guess the thing that I was thinking about was like I mean in this situation I don't really know that Jesus was a victim of it. I think that he chose it because I do think he had the power to stop it if he wanted to, right? Kind of thing. Which is I mean maybe that is ultimately the example, but I feel like that's different a lot of times from a lot of other examples of innocent suffering. So that's how we got onto the track of like yeah. yeah I'm reading this book that talks a little bit about that stuff. And I got it at uh, Major Quinn's. They got a few copies left. It's really small. <laughs> so if you're interested, go to Major Quinn's and pick it up. Because I don't have all the answers. No one does. I like to say. after <laughs> that. <laughs> One of the things I forgot to read during the service, I'm going to read now, and maybe give you your feedback on it, is it says, God has refused and overturned the verdict of the world on Jesus. The world and the shape of the political and religious authorities has said no to Jesus, and God has said no to the, that no. In other words, God has said yes to Jesus. He has endorsed all that Jesus has done and says. Interesting. By the resurrection, he's saying no to the powers that be. 
When you say <laughs> no to the powers that be, are you, are you referring to the government? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And to the world, so, the people who wanted it dead. By resurrection, he's saying no to those authorities that said, you, we're going to kill Christ, we're going to die. Well, almost in, in that case, it seems like he's saying no to God because God said death is death, you know. No, but this is God saying, this is a God, this is a Jesus, this is God saying no. I know you won't kill myself. Uh, I see, I see, I see. I like that, yeah, okay. Another thought is, I know that it's hard to believe in resurrection, Yeah. but what is death? I mean, death is a big mystery, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. That reminds me the the verse that you read, um, through Adam, we all died. And through Christ we live. Does that mean that if Adam had not died, everyone would just live forever? Well, I think that was the idea behind the Garden of Eden, is that without the sin, he would live forever. But I also think that that was a way of explaining creation. I don't think it was a little story. I was going to ask you that, yeah. Have you ever read C.S. Lewis' Space Trilogy? Mm. Yes. Those are excellent books. Which was it? The Space Trilogy. Space Trilogy? C.S. Lewis. No. They're excellent. And the middle book, Paralandra, Paralandra is about um, Venus, which is an unfallen planet at that point, and it's, it talks about the struggle between good and evil and anyway it's they're excellent books if you can read them I really like me some C.S. Lewis mm-hmm. he called them fairy tales for adults yeah my friend Pete Rollins does a thing a big C.S. Lewis thing in Belfast because mm-hmm. C.S. Lewis was there for a while and does mm-hmm. a big research study and on C.S. Lewis and goes over his books and shows you where he came up with Narnia and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe he's planning another one. If you have enough money to save, you go to, Bar- go to Belfast. Wake so Festival. I wish I was going to Wake. That's in a few weeks. Yeah, same. Well, anything else? Any burning desires? How are you? How am I? How are you? Oh, thanks for asking. Um... I am tired. Uh, being a full-time dad really wears you out. And having two days a week just to work on the... You know, I only have two days where I can work on my sermons and my talks and on all the revolution business and all that kind of stuff. And the other days I'm working with the kids. So uh, it's exhausting. I'm doing okay. I've had a little bit of a bout of uh, depression this past week. But I'm doing better. I, I graduated from DBT. Oh, good for you. And that's been really exciting. Um, but yeah, it's still a struggle. Minnesota can be a very lonely place. You know, everybody has family. Or a lot of people have family. And uh, it can be a tough, tough town to make it in. It's been definitely a tough town to run a church in. Um, compared to even like New York. New York was completely different. And I think there's so many progressive churches out there. But um, 
the same time, I've been getting feedback from online listeners and community. Yeah, it's just blowing me away, you guys. The community we have online is just really, really phenomenal. I mean, they're the reason we're able to meet every week. Faces that we don't know. So I'm grateful for that. And uh, I'm doing okay. I'm just a little tired. A little tired, a little, you know, working through the depression. But I'm okay. You know, me and, me and my wife are just if we're too crazy. Chickens with their heads cut off with kids. Yesterday we went to the Children's Museum. Oh. You know, and it's wild. It's just wild. You know, you don't you don't know what you're getting into when you have kids. You know that. Yeah. You know, especially when they're that little, two and a half and nine months. It's like, whoa. You know, you should get the thick of it. But uh, I love it, man. I, I, I today we did. I don't know if you want to put this on the afterglow or not, but we can. It's up to you. Today we um, did an Easter basket for Milo, his first Easter basket. And it was, it was really cool. You know, he's like, oh, chocolate! <laughs> <laughs> toys! I like, got a couple toys for him, and he was blown away. Yeah. So, and some peeps. So yeah, it was great. But, um, yeah, I mean, a little, I mean, you know, a little tired, a little bit Emotionally vulnerable, but dealing with that. Thanks for asking. Put that in. You can put that in. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for showing up. So that was our talk. Um, we focused a lot on the resurrection, I feel like, and on kind of where we're at personally, which is a beautiful thing, I think, for a small group or a church to have. Just being um, an open an open air place of discussion, I guess. That about does it for this episode. I know it's a short one, but I'm going to release another one this week with another one of my podcasts uh, that I've been working on this past week attached to it. So, you guys can go to revolutionchurch.com. You can go online to either Twitter or Facebook and look for Revolution Church 1994, which is the name of uh, the handle that Jay controls for Revolution Church and its podcast affiliated with it. Some of the other podcasts I've been working on recently, just to give you a little bit of a taste, are The Sacred Collective, of course, Revolution Church Afterglow, which you just heard. Also, Two Atheists Go to Church, and then another podcast I've been working on with my friend Doug called Blind Pilots, which is uh, a little bit of a change of pace for me as far as having a, a you know something that's not <laughs> just focused on spirituality. See? I'm not obsessed, you guys! Thanks for listening. Check out Air of Grievances on Facebook, iTunes, Pippa.com, SoundCloud, We're now on SoundCloud, you guys. Legit. Talk to you soon. Until then, I love you.